You now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on thesonicbreakdown.com. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brinson, and you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by thesonicbreakdown.com. So if you haven't read a review, you slipping. Check it out. Uh, we got a special guest in the building. First, I want to say thanks to everybody for listening to another Stay Woke Podcast. We definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate it. Um, but we got a special guest. We got the homie. I ain't seen this man in a minute. Well, actually, I take that back. It's been what two months? What was the last? Like a month, actually. Yeah, a month. So, so yeah. But before that, it was a minute. minute. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you don't recognize that voice by now, again, you slipping. We got your boy John Hart in the building. Yo, yo. Many of you might know is uh, who's booty. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That shit was slapping, man. Right on, right on. Like we do with with all our guests, we want to get to know you a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, I want I want the audience to know you as well as I do. So, where are you from? Born and raised in the Bay. Uh, born and raised in Union City. Um, lived in Oakland for a little bit, and then now I'm back and forth between LA and the Bay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but born and raised right here. So uh, Bay all the way through. I feel Bay like. all the way around. <laughs> let's 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 get into the music and what fostered your your interest in music. What was what was that spark? You know, music has been something that I've always been around. Like growing up, my mom sang in the choir from when I was like I'm talking about like five like mm. little little so i've always been involved in like a singing household just from her um then i, I was in the band you know like back in school <laughs> so i played the drum so always there then i even tried rapping for a little bit like at first but what really sealed the deal was when uh, my stepdad he actually is a, a gospel musician okay and uh, he has his own studio so like 16 17 like i went in the studio uh at his studio and i just started recording and messing around making beats and stuff and that's what really sparked that like that fire and i've been doing music pretty much ever since then so music runs in the family it's music runs in the family yeah it's just one of those things was like once i got in the studio i was like this is what i want to do that's awesome that's amazing feeling when you find your your purpose in essence you know absolutely and and not everybody's blessed or or gifted enough to to find that especially at that young of an age it's funny i mean the but see the, the industry is so crazy it's like you'd be like dang why do i want to do this <laughs> like sometimes you feel like that but like nah it's just it's it's everything like it's a blessing i was gonna go in a different direction but since you said that i want to let's let's get into that the, the business aspect of it because a lot of people see the glitz and the glamour yeah. and as jay-z said they get intoxicated by intoxicated by that yeah and they don't realize like with everything there's there's a balance to everything and yeah. there's, there's a cost yeah what have you what would you say is the the cost that you feel like you've experienced I, I think I think the first thing is that people gotta realize is like Jay Z even said it's a quote that's out there like music is ninety percent business and ten percent talent. Yeah. And over the years I've been doing music now for over ten years, mm. uh had extreme highs, extreme lows. You realize that that statement is true though. <laughs> like <laughs> you could have a dope product. Mm-hmm. You could have dope music, but if your business isn't right to complement that, mm. like you're you're wishing, you're hoping, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to make sure whatever type of music you're making, you have your business infrastructure set up to to capitalize and to really be the foundation of that. And I learned that firsthand. Like I learned that even going through like my whole first situation with Who Booty um, when I got signed to Sony Epic with L.A. Reid mm-hmm. um, and just really honestly, it was my first rodeo. And like knowing what I know now, I realized that my business wasn't my mm. team and my structure wasn't all the way tight. 
Because if it was, I would be in a different space. But we didn't get to capitalize on some of the things because it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So that's you know you got you got you got different parts of this game. It's like you got the music aspect, which of course like it's always first for me because like the music speaks first. But it's funny if you look at some of the different artists and stuff in the game right now. It's not really about the music no more. No. It's like people's <clears throat> brands. Like you can have a crazy social media following okay music but be popping yeah. and touring all over you know what i'm saying so it's just different ways to break it down but your business has gotta be a one gotta be like <laughs> and and knowing you as as well as i do uh, i understand and i know that you care about the music it's not it's you know the music like you said the music is the forefront and it's, it's an important aspect yeah. of it how do you how did that affect you when you realize that you know like you said you can have the dopest track in the world yeah and Nobody might ever hear it. Ever hear it? So you said, how did it? How did it affect me? Or yeah, or how how did, how did that? How did, how do you think that affected in not necessarily your career, but your mindset? My mindset had to switch. Mm. So before I came in, like I came in, like you know how the Bay we always like really talk about like the independent grind and mm-hmm. how we do everything ourselves. So that's kind of how I came into the game. Like I came in uh, through a group called the Outfit. We were all from the mm-hmm. Bay. And it was just that though, like we we pretty much set everything up ourselves. We did our own shows. We pretty much damn near managed ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So when I ended up going solo, and then I got signed, I ended up getting real management. But I was still in that mindset, like nah, I gotta be in all my business decisions, which mm. is really hard because like when you're worried about the business and being an artist. There's too many things. It's to too many things to like focus on. So during that time, I had to step back. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna actually just focus on being an artist, making sure my show, my interviews, uh, my music, everything artist wise is on point, and I'm gonna let the people who I had as my management do the business side. Mm. And looking back at it, the funny thing is, like, I think it might not have been the best choice, mm. which is crazy. So I think the key is now, though, what I've learned is you always want to be involved in your business, but you just kind of you kind of have to have a hands on it. Like you still focus on being an artist, but I think everything like has to be ran by you from the checks and balances system, if that makes sense. Like so it's it's, it's, it's really important, though. The, the crazy, crazy thing that you said is, <laughs> yeah. like you said, that you would, you would think that you did the right thing by not focusing on the business aspect. And that's something I'm noticing with the podcast, like, yeah. especially in the beginning of the podcast, there were so many things to do. Yeah. There's yeah. so many yeah. things to do that you can get, it's easy to get lost focusing on one thing. Yeah. Like, okay, well, you know, we're starting out. I got to make sure people know the brand. Right. So I'm going to focus on that. But then right. if you focus on that so much, you're not getting out the product. Right. And if you're not getting out a good right. product, so it's like so many things. And that's just one aspect of many little things, especially right. when you're talking about as an artist, you got shows, you got interviews, you got, there's social media. Yeah. Social media. Got, like there's so many, so, so many, many that, that it can get, daunting and overwhelming if you don't have that team so but so this is the key though so this is what i've learned Mm -hmm. so you have to have a good team who can do those things for you like okay if i'm gonna focus on making this album or ep right i'm that's where my mind is i'm zoned in on that i can't really worry about all this other stuff but so you have a team who handles all the other stuff for you but you are the final say Mm -hmm. see i think a lot of the times before i'll be like okay well what do you think 
it's it should be like they bring you whatever the issue is or the opportunities like yo we have this this and this on the table they give you their opinion and advice and then you'd be like okay this is what i want to do so you still like oversee everything even though you have you know people working on your team for you Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i think that's where you you don't make the mistake of messing up because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like Let's just say if I if I call the shot right, if it goes well, great. If it doesn't go well, at least I called the shot. Yeah, yeah. Now if somebody else calls the shot and it goes well, great. But if it doesn't go well, you pretty much let somebody else have the fate in you, of, of yourself in their hands. And it's like that's hard to live with. Now, I had to live with some of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like so yeah. Yeah. So that brings me to uh, I was just listening to Black's album He's, he's an artist out and uh one of the, there's a track that he goes in there when he's basically saying like y'all telling me to do this y'all telling me to do that yeah. y'all telling me to do this yeah and at the end of the day i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna do what i feel i need to do because like basically like you were saying if it goes wrong it's on me yeah if it goes right it's on me yeah i have nobody but nobody to blame but myself exactly and as well as the the thing that he said that went with that was the things that you're asking me to do and the things that you're wanting me to do will box me in right and then the that whatever you're asking me to do becomes bigger than me. Right. And so that leaves you in an awkward position as an artist because it's about you, not about it's about the about you and the art you produce. Right. But that all stems from you and who right. you are. Right. And that's what makes each individual artist unique. Yeah. Or exactly. should. <laughs> exactly. And so how do you navigate through that of trying to be unique, but at the same time, we all know there's somewhat of a formula. <laughs> yes. So I actually, you know, I've been blessed because like for Who Booty, right? When I got signed, mm-hmm. um, that song was already working independently and organically. So when I got signed, the label came on to something that was already working. And mm-hmm. then they just put their resources in and took it over the top. Gotcha. Um so I still had creative control. And mm. then around that time, like I was working on an album with Epic. It never came out. <laughs> like it ended up getting released before then. But like on my album I was working on, I still had creative control. They were like, yo, what producers do you want to work with and stuff and help helping me like set up the sessions and stuff like mm. that. But it was nobody dictating like this is what you have to do. Mm. This is who you are. This is your branding. It was mm. still me. Um, and then fast forward to after Epic, I, I signed with the independent label where I had a record with a 50 Cent and Kid Ink that came mm. out, I still had my creative control. You know You're what talking I'm about that new shit. Ch- so, yeah, it was new shit, mm. yeah. So I was able to still be able to maintain that control of kind of where I see things and, and who I wanted to be. Because, mm. I mean, you know, you hear ser- stories all the time where they try to manufacture like an artist and the branding, which goes against who they are exactly. and how they feel mm-hmm. and all that. So I've kind of not, I've been blessed to not have to face that. I've kind of always had like, my creative control even like I, i'm i'm big on like writing my own material mm. um so like even if but i do a lot of co-writing too mm-hmm. so even if i co-write or whatever i'm still navigating the direction of the of the the song gotcha um i do get songs written for me and submitted as well mm. but if i'm gonna cut that type of record that's just given to me it still has to resonate with me like like new chick like when i got with that situation that was already written mm. it was already with the independent label i was uh, being a part of so that okay. that song came to the independent label but it's still the content related to me so i had no problem with recording it 
I got you. So, yeah. so that's a, something that I, I often say on this podcast, life's about balance and, yeah. and, and you're finding that balance that yeah. works for you yeah. and everybody's balance is not going to work for everybody. You right. got to find your own balance. Right. I want to get into the the more creative process of, okay. of, of your writing and how, how okay. do you get into that zone? Um, what, what is, what is your process? Uh, for me, it comes, it comes different ways. Mm. Like what I've, I've been a creative person all the way for for a while like as I, long as I i've known to, you. <laughs> yeah i used to act and do you know what I'm saying? so like yeah. i've been like a creative like since i can remember mm-hmm. for me the the process is, is nothing like the, the process is so dope because it's just like it's like art like how i look at it when i'm doing a record mm-hmm. like it's no different than a different than a, a painter coming and have all these you know the colors and they just get that blank canvas and then go mm. or a screenwriter who's writing a play or a movie or whatever mm. or, or author writing a book it's mm. the same thing uh it's just you know like we go in the lab sometimes for me the process is different sometimes like i may just hear a beat Mm. And then I'd be like, okay, that beat gives me a certain vibe, whether it's a trap beat, dark or a up tempo pop beat or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how the song is shaped based off of whatever I feel from the music. How the music resonates with how, you. Exactly. That's one way. Mm. The other way is um, I might have like a melody or just a uh, something like some lyrics or something. And then I go in with the producer and be like, yo, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Let's create something from scratch from this. Okay. So it's like the creative process comes all different type of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, so for who booty, right? I woke up one morning and I just had the who booty is it? Who mm-hmm. booty? That's, that was, that was just, just those lines were stuck in my <laughs> head. Like just that. And I'm like, okay whatever so i'm gonna run with it I'm gonna run yeah, with i was it. like all right whatever that is and then so i went and i got with my producer ross move who i did a lot of work with mm. and i was like i sung that to him i was like yo i want to make a song based off this i sung that just that part of the hook to him and we ended up making the beat from scratch right there and we wrote the rest of the record right there from scratch oh, that's amazing. and so that's just one way of, of how it goes but it comes the creative process comes in all different forms i could be in the shower and just think of something or start mm. humming something you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's it's dope and th- th- i like asking those questions because there are like uh i was talking to dj will you know the stable producer um our co-producer and he's telling me that the way that he gets in his creative vibe is going out to clubs being okay. in that environment yeah. of that energy yes, yes, and it yes. sounds like yours is a little bit different is more of uh spontaneous it will hit you in the moment and sometimes you know it's it's being just in the studio where yeah i'd say i'm not a i wouldn't consider myself a creative person but for me i get my ideas for the podcast and stuff like that more in the in the manner of you it'll gotcha. just be random thoughts gotcha. uh, i right. might be driving and i'm like just a thought came came into my head and I was like, mm, that's a good uh, podcast topic. For sure. Now let's expand upon this in my For head sure. and then build on it from there. It's funny that you say that though. DJ Will has a good point too though. Like you do get a lot of creativity and inspiration and ideas from personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Like I try to draw from personal experiences, things I've seen, I've done, mm-hmm. been around personally experienced, maybe a friend's going through, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like everything I talk about is like, it has to be something I've lived or been a part of. Like I don't talk about selling drugs or, or guns <laughs> or the, like, cause I don't do that, <laughs> exactly. but I do talk about parties, girls, big boys. I've lived that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, um, so that's kind of, yeah, I draw from personal and like when I travel to like, like you said, if you hit the club, that gives you a vibe or if you're traveling have shows like i've been blessed to do shows like overseas mm. so i've got to experience other things and like seeing that 
also influences. So I pull mm-hmm. my influences from everywhere. That's that's, that's yeah. amazing because not everybody has the ability to do that. So I think that that aspect I think is is important to to highlight and yeah. to really embellish on and and yeah. that's a gift. So yeah, like it's a blessing. Yeah, with your creative process, do, does your writing change when you're let's say if you're going in with the idea of an album versus a single or a um, just a, an individual track versus a record? Yeah. So 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 far. I haven't put out like a full album yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done three mixtapes, mm-hmm. heart to heart. They're heart to heart one through three. Mm-hmm. And then I've done three things I call like the Cool Kid Cartel compilation. Cool Kid Cartel is like my label. Mm-hmm. And then I do like certain songs with different artists and I put like compilations together. So I have three of those. And then I have this one. It's called Mayhem. It's an EP. Mm-hmm. But I call it I called it Mayhem because last May. I dropped the one record per week. Oh, wow. So that, I was like a little promotion. I was like, yeah. Mayhem, you get one record per week. I dropped one every Tuesday. Oh, wow. Um, so then at the end of that, I took those records in May, and then I put it out as an EP called Mayhem. Gotcha. Um, but as far as as far as like a full album, I haven't dropped one yet. But to answer your question, yes, my process for my album will definitely be different than my mixtapes. Mm-hmm. In that my mixtapes... A lot of dope music, but it's more of just like as I created the music, I put the project out or mm-hmm. I worked on the mixtape. I worked on just records for this mixtape. Not my a cohesive. Al- yeah, mm-hmm. for my album, that's going to definitely be more cohesive. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely I wanted to have a storyline. Oh, so like be right. from the beginning to end, I wanted to take you on a journey. Each song leads into the next and it makes sense on whatever I'm feeling at that time. So I haven't did it yet, but I already know, like mentally, creatively, it, yeah. where I would go. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a cohesive story, a body of work. Gotcha. And that reminds me of uh, the an interview that I heard with Kendrick talking about his uh, first album, Good Kid, Mad City, which if you if anybody hasn't checked that album out, you're sleeping. And <laughs> To Pimp a Butterfly, both of those are fucking amazing. Yeah. But what he said on that was... Um, it sounds similar to what you're saying that he basically had that idea yeah. rolling around in his head and he was just like I'm just waiting on that opportunity mm-hmm. I'm just waiting on that opportunity and then when he got signed and Dre was like do what you want right <laughs> he was like oh you <laughs> you don't have to ask me I already got it exactly. this, is, this is how I want it laid out I have this idea in mind I have this story I want exactly. this and this is how I want it to occur now executing it is a whole different aspect that's very true too and so <laughs> I just think that is is really cool, and, and that you're that's the way that you're approaching the album because yeah. those are the albums that I tend to to resonate and navigate to right. because I think it takes a lot. I won't say it takes more work; it takes a different kind of work to come up with an album in it in does. that manner, as well as making sure the production, as well as the lyrics and the storyline does fit because that that's it's that's a, that's a difficult process. Yeah, what initially made you want to have that that idea for your your first album that. I just feel like as I've done my own projects and then as I've, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of music. So I listen to a lot of music as well. Mm-hmm. As I listen to other, other people's albums and projects that just resonates and grab, I gravitate towards those storyline albums. as just like, it's cohesive. It makes sense. It leads into one of the, like, I remember like 
Remember that Justin Timberlake album that uh, it was a few while ago, but Timberland did like the whole thing. Yeah, I know what you're talking and about. Each um, song, like at the end, it did like a it had like a a section after the song that led into the yeah. next song, like stuff like that. that yeah, the is super yeah. dope, like yeah. that, or or like again, like whether you're doing an album and then your um you have skits, like mm. your your little skits in between to bring them to, together. Yeah, the the interludes to bring it all together. Like I want to do something like that. Like okay. I just I am like I haven't really. I haven't started that yet, mm. but I know whenever I start the album, that's, that's, that's what it's going to be. Okay. Like, it's, it's hands down. Let's talk about the upcoming, your your upcoming project a little bit, a okay. little bit. We don't want to give out too many secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you said that you're working on an EP. Working on an EP, probably going to be between six and eight records. Mm-hmm. I already, I still have like, like, the thing about how I record is like, there's never not a time where I don't have like sitting on my laptop. Tons of unreleased music. Um, So I have, I mean, right now, if I want to put out the EP right now, it's done. But I'm always trying to one-up it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always trying to keep recording, keep recording. So you Don't stay complacent. Yeah, so you don't stay complacent. And when you can sit in the studio when you're trying to figure out the appropriate track listing and play dozens of records to choose six or eight, like... It's way better than playing playing ten and being like, okay, I gotta get eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's better to have and not need yeah, than need and not have. Exactly. <laughs> so it'll be six to eight song EP. Um, I'm well into it. I'm trying to get it out in April. Okay. Um, sometime Aprilish. I'll, you never know how things go, but <laughs> I'll say April. Um, I don't have a title yet. Okay. But um, we're definitely gonna hit uh, the Stay Woke family and the Sonic Breakdown family with the details when absolutely. when we get closer to that time. So. But to lead into that though, I dropped a record with my Bay Area brother Love Rants in January. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called What You Finna Do. It's actually yeah, I checked doing it out. really yeah, well. It's a good track. Um, it Very ended nice up track. getting picked up by a Spotify playlist. Mm. Uh, so it's been jumping like eighteen thousand plays a day. Oh wow! Yeah, so we're already at like four four hundred plus thousand and it, we Dang. just dropped it not too long ago so it's, it's been doing good the video to that comes out this wednesday so check that out check that out um and then next month i have my next month release i'm gonna do with uh it's called hammer time mm. and that's featuring neff the pharaoh and clyde carson two of my other bay area bay area, all day. Bay area. I, I want to like for the beginning of this year i said i'm tapping back in at home <laughs> like, mm. like I, I've been blessed to travel and do a lot of different stuff. Again, I'm between L.A. and, and the Bay currently living wise. But like, I'm like, let me get back home. Mm. Let me go back to the back to the soil. Sometimes you got to do that and just beat up home and and come back and and give back and, and be out in that scene. You know what I'm saying? So mm. these ones are for the, for home. OK. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. I know the Bay Area people will be happy to hear that, yeah. and uh, happy to hear some uh, their Bay Area brethren together. Yeah. So um, that should be we we'll be excited to hear that. Um, I do want to touch in. I, I want to get into the production aspect because okay. that's that's interesting to me okay. as well. Is what is your process of picking production okay. or determining if that production fits what you're? Because I know that's a so, difficult question. So yeah, no, that's a great question. So. Basically, there's this term that they're calling a new genre right now called R and bass, right? Mm. Don't know if you've heard of it, but that's pretty much the style of music that I've been doing before it, it, it was, was even classified. Classified R and bass. 
Um, and it started with my group, The Outfit. We have a producer. His name is Ross Move. He did Who Booty for Me. But he did a lot of records for our group. And that's when we pretty much really solidified this sound. I had this song called Like My Bass back in the group that he produced. That was like really like one of the first records of this R&Bass genre. Mm. Who Booty was the first one that went mainstream and, and, and blew up. It went number one on Rhythmic Radio. But Like My Bass is probably like the really first R&Bass record there uh-huh. was. Um, so what it is is pretty much is we took hard hitting 808 beats, mm-hmm. anything with bass, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That slap, you know, mm-hmm. in the Bay Area, we yeah. had that term slap, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like anything that slaps, we took that and we put melody on top of that and we're singing melodically on top of that. Kind of softens it up a little bit. Styling, okay. Which, which does soften it up. But even so, even mm-hmm. the content though, the content is usually a little edgier than traditional R&B. Okay, but to keep the edginess you, of the bass that you... Exactly. Okay. So then after the Who Booty thing went, then it really opened up that genre. Then you had like the same style would be like Ty Dolla Sign Paranoid. Mm. If you remember T-Fly's This yeah. D. Uh, 24 Hours T-Fly. Uh, my fellow bear Raven Justice had a big song out here called um, Slide Through. Mm. Uh, Adrian Marcel's 2AM. Wow, yeah. All those would be considered R and bass. Gotcha. Eric Bellinger, uh, I don't wanna if if she ain't looking, I don't wanna. You mm. know what I'm saying? All those are R and bass. And who Booty was actually at the forefront of like that whole type of movement. Mm. So I mean that's pretty much my style, and it's been that before it was even accepted. Mm. Sean Kingston, beat, beat, beat it. That's arm bass. You know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. that's like the style yeah. of what we were doing. Mm. And that was actually produced by Nick Knack. Who's from the Bay? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so like that—that's the style, and it's been that since then. Though I'm evolving, like, mm-hmm. so I'm going to continue to do that because, like, the people who who truly know my music and mm-hmm. know me as an artist, they know that that's my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more recently, like, I've started this uh, crossover project where I'm taking like my R&B swag and style, but putting it on. We're hybrid. Uh, we're we're doing a hybrid with like electronic elements. Mm. So it's not like EDM, but it has like certain components in it. Components in it, just to do something totally different. Mm-hmm. Because there was a certain point in time where I did feel stagnant. St- I felt stagnant doing the arm bass thing. Mm. So like <laughs> all last year, I started just experimenting and doing something totally different, and it's been good. And I think so. I just saw, uh, I can't remember the, the the brother's name, but he was, I think it was the Breakfast Club or one of those morning shows in New York. And he was saying that as people, we need to change our diet. Yeah. And exactly. what he was talking about, not just, you know, what we're actually eating, what we're absorbing, what we're watching, what we're, and he's, and one of the things that stuck out with me um, was he's like, if those rappers started to listen to other genres of music, that would change the messages that they're giving. Yeah. If, all you listen to is people going to strip clubs or yeah. <laughs> and you're only going to strip clubs. Yeah. What else do you think you're going to have to talk about? So by changing, <laughs> yeah, by changing your diet, by changing yeah. what you see, changing what you hear, your yeah. environment, that's going to change the type of music that you're going to bring. It doesn't mean that you're saying what you were doing before is worse or right. whatever. It's just you're changing. You're, you're trying right. to evolve and you're trying to incorporate new things into right. and give a new experience. Right. And so I think that's that's pretty amazing that that's what you're what you want to do and stand out. It's been hard, though. And I'm going to tell you why. It's sad that the consumer people like people in general, if they know you for something, that's all they want. That's all they want. 
And as an artist, as a human being, a human beings, we're very multifaceted. Yeah, we're complex. Multi- we're mm-hmm. complex. We have, you have, you might have a side where you like, you know, gangster or, but then with your girl, you're not gangster. Exactly. Like with your kids, you ain't gangster. <laughs> like then you got your behind closed doors, bedroom side. You got your, your yeah. love side. It's so many, bro, we're so complex. And what I found out, like, like you said, they want, they like, no, only do this. But as a human being and an artist and the type of person I am, I'm like, no, I'm going to do whatever. I'll, you can't box me in. Yeah. So, but I've, I've had some challenges of people like not wanting to accept. Because I have some music out that we just released on this crossover side. Just mm-hmm. like putting out music. And people have been like, some people love it. And some people are like, yo, like that doesn't sound like you. And it's like, well, if I wrote it. And, and, and I sung it like what do you mean like what does it sound like like that's me so you know you face that too but the process is so important yeah it's a process yeah and even if it doesn't hit even if it doesn't hit you've learned something and you've learned that okay that from that process I did you know this layer of the production worked exactly. when I sang over it like this exactly the whole song might not work but yeah. I can take that component out now and add it to another track and make that track better because yeah. I understand that now versus if you never explored and yeah. delved into that, you can't yeah. determine that. So I think that's important. It's funny. Even the process for me, though, creatively doing that crossover project mm-hmm. or like I'm still working on it, mm-hmm. but like diving into that world, it helped me out as a human being because mm-hmm. at first I was like you said, like when you go to a lot of clubs and when you do a lot of things like my music was like kind of like hitting just that. And then when I did, when I went over to the crossover side on that project, like when I was co-writing stuff and when I was in with the producers and stuff, I was like, yo, I'm trying to expand as a human. I'm just trying to expand my concepts, everything. So I actually got a song, a love song on there. Like, a, a, I mean, I've been in love, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like, it's like I pulled from that. What, how did that make me feel? You know what I'm saying? And I pulled and wrote a song about that. I've had experiences where I felt like people were trying to box me out and, and hold me down in the aspect of the music industry. So I talked about, like, I have a song called Out My Way where it's saying, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Mama told me, like, never look back. Like, always keep my eyes on the prize and keep going. And, like, you can't stop me. Like, you can't hold me down, so get out my way. And I went there. Like you know that. what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. this project, like, I've expanded as an artist, which helped me as a human, like, you know what that's, I'm saying? That's like it, it, it expanded my mind, yeah. like everything. So and that, that's, yeah. that's great to hear because, uh, and that brings me, I know I've talked about Kendrick a lot, but, uh, <laughs> but when he said that he went to Africa yeah. and that's helped him give, uh, the track, I think it's, um, how much a dollar costs on to pimp a butterfly. Wow, yeah. That story was sprung because of his trip to Africa exactly. as well as mortal man. Exactly. Like, so we got those two tracks because of an experience that, if he if he said you know I'm gonna stay in Compton and just focus on Compton, right? He would have never had that experience right. to give us that track. Exactly. So expanding out allows for more creative process. Exactly. And I, I, another thing that I did wanted to mention is just the fact that you being in those rooms with those other producers and those other those other artists from yeah. from different genres. Yeah. Creativity, I say it on here a lot. Creativity begets more creativity. When you're yeah. around creative people, you tend to be more creative because Very that true. energy is there. Very true. And so, just being in that energy, a different energy that you've already been in, because you know that energy. Exactly. And now you're in a different energy that's gonna bring new new aspects to to exactly. the music. And I think that's, I think that it's it's the most human thing you can do exactly. is is evolve and grow. Exactly. And but it's funny though, like. I don't know why it's like this, but people feel like if you're not already like at that level, level, like as a Rihanna Mm -hmm. or a Drake or Chris Brown, then you have to stay 
in your lane because like okay if you look at look at Rihanna she dropped a country song with dude from the Beatles with uh, Paul McCartney. uh I can't believe I'm drawing a blank Paul McCartney yeah. yeah Paul McCartney a country song with Paul McCartney and then she'll give you be better have my money yeah on this you know what I'm saying like around the same time yeah but so those are two completely different ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. but it's okay because she's Rihanna same thing with like Drake he'll drop just hold on we going home and then I never loved us you know, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying but that's okay because he's Drake but as an artist it should be okay at no any point what. yeah any point For in your anybody. career anybody yeah like, but, but unfortunately it's not, it's an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Like some people don't want to accept it, but I'm yeah. going to do what I want to do. So, <laughs> so and, and that's a, that's a good point that you made about Rihanna because on the last album, Anti, if you, I, I, I thought that was a really good album, by the way, but, um, check out the review I wrote on the sound Uh, <laughs> but the fact that, like you said, there are tracks on there that is more like the track with SZA is way different than she has a ballad. Exactly. That sounds more like in the Etta James realm. Exactly. You know, that's way different. Exactly. It's on the same album, though. It's yep. on the exact same yep. album. And it does go together, but she transitions it well. Right. But like you said, it's still two separate aspects. Right. And it's accepted. And it's accepted. So. But I think it's okay because if you go to somebody's iPod, right? But they're going to have, they might have Future, mm-hmm. Migos, Taylor Swift, yeah. Justin Bieber. Yeah. All on the same album. Mm-hmm. That just shows you like our palettes of how we are and how we intake music and just as people evolving, like we listen to everything. Yeah, it's just like if you back to the analogy about diet, nobody eats well, I won't say nobody, but <laughs> but it's very hard to eat hamburgers every single day of your life from, there, from the beginning to the end. So the, from the time you're born to the time you die, very you just hard. ate burgers. No, eventually you're going to be like, you know what? I want some damn spaghetti. Hey, yo, <laughs> I want, if, you, if you try, <laughs> you might end up dying. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah take out the health aspect. <laughs> but like eventually you're going to be like, you know, I want something else. I want yeah. some steak. I want spaghetti. Exactly. I want some salmon. You know, exactly. you can't stay on the same diet forever. Yeah. So you have to explore it. And like you said, shoot, if you look on my iPad or my iPod, shit, you find everything. Exactly. Blues, exactly. Uh, R&B, hip hop, exactly. some country, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's someone there, you know. Ray Charles same country so you know right, right, but right. uh <laughs> but so that diversity in that that aspect to grow is is important and I'm, I'm glad that you you're sticking to that and you still want to yeah. continue that growth and and not gonna let the the few out there and the few sometimes are very loud yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that, that that want you to stay pigeonholed and stay yeah. in, in one place but if you're not moving you're dying so exactly yeah exactly so the other things that I did want to touch on with you um shortly is Take us through the typical day in John Hart, just so okay. that uh, that people can get just a better idea of you know just you. What's so, your typical day like? So I'll do two. I'll do two scenarios because it kind of it kind of varies. Mm-hmm. So if I'm let's say I'm like in uh, promotion mode and I have like a song that I'm releasing or mm-hmm. doing or tour mode, like a typical day would be like just that. Like the song's out. You get up. You might have to. I try to work out. I've been slacking for a couple of weeks, but like <laughs> I try to work out like four days a week. If, if like okay. health is important to me, yeah, it should but be. But like, make sure you work out. Um, then I would probably hit an interview. Mm. It, it, it's hard to say because it depends on yeah. what you have going on. But typically, interviews, studio is always important because like like Pac had said, like he lived in the studio, and it's important to make sure you always are working, creating, creating. Mm. And that's and that's ha- why I wanted to get to that question yeah. is like. Um, studio is big for me. 
Um, and then like when I have like promotional runs, like we'll be in city to city, like we'll hit a city a day and like go to the radio station, do an interview, promote the record. And then probably at night do some type of club or, or different event to promote the record. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a typically on like the promotion side, mm-hmm. uh, regularly, like if I'm just, if I'm like free, like I work out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm always like, I try to write every day that's what i was gonna yeah, that was gonna to be the next question something like i think about music and, and live it every day but i try to do something creatively musically every day mm. um mm. and then after that it just depends like one thing about the game is like it's very relationship driven so you that the, you they expect you to always be out whether you're going to network with this dj or this person or that person in the club with a dj like you always have to be visible as well, which is mm. which is hard. And then that's you gotta, that's gonna be my downfall. <laughs> right, it is very hard. And then you gotta manage like now they want to see all this on your IG, oh, on your Facebook, Facebook and Snapchat, chat, and, and on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, you gotta. And so now you have to try to manage that, which is hard. Like, I what, can't even front. Like when I was signed, they had an in-house. Uh, social media team who helped the content is still of course like all the pictures and everything is still driven by you mm-hmm. but you got a few people kind of working on it with you like i think you should post this and they'll make sure you're up, like you send the pictures in to make sure you know they're helping you like but now bro it's like <laughs> <laughs> like oh did i post today oh i gotta post today <laughs> and typically like I'm the type of person who like, I love music. I love creating. I love performing. I love, I have no problem with interviews. I like talking. Mm. So that's cool. But to sit here and be like, oh wait, I got to take a picture and post the picture. That's not really my thing. Like I'd rather go record or do something else. I don't want to be like, oh wait, I'm at, I'm here. Let me take a picture. Like, nah, here's, like here's what I'm eating right now. Yeah, I, that's just so. <laughs> I'm I, at this restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> so that, I'd rather just live my life. Like, yeah. but if you see me out, you see me. Yeah, like, <laughs> but you know, so I have to balance that too. So what I, what I'll say is, prior to the podcast and the, and uh, the website, my social media presence was pretty low right, <laughs> almost right, right. almost non-existent it's hard bro. but with the podcast i know i have to yeah. I, yeah. you can't get the exposure yeah. you're not going to get exactly. the brand out there if you don't exactly let people see it hear it exactly. see it uh touch it they want yeah. they want to be connected exactly and so how do you balance the keeping your keeping your life personal as well as giving people you know allowing people into this world because that there, there's yeah. a balance that comes with that as well and there's there's artists that go on both aspects like you have kim kardashian that basically documents everything, everything in her life yeah and then you have people like j cole that you barely see from them until they drop a project yeah so you know what's <clears throat> funny about that for me i would say i'm still trying to find the correct balance mm. the reason is when you're on that level of a uh, kim k j cole like on that level mm. You can, you're okay if you post every day like Kim K, and then you're still okay if you post every now and then like J. Cole mm. or Big Shine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're okay because they've already like arrived. Established that. But when you're still up and coming and still trying to get there, they say you're supposed to be on it relentlessly, like every day. Mm. And so for me personally, like, again, like not really being that guy who wants to do that, and like, that's not really in me. Yeah. 
it's, I have to find that right. And I'm just be honest. I still have to find that right balance. Like mm. I post as much as I can, but I, I, it's still not enough. Mm. Like literally you're supposed to be walking around with your phone everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to have it out right now. Like <laughs> recording this. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, that's just not like, I'd rather just hear and talk to you. Yeah. So I have to find that still. I'm not the best person at that. I do know when you have a team helping you work on that. It's it makes easy. it easy. Oh, it makes your life a whole lot easier. But yeah, I'm still working on that. So, yeah. yeah, I'm working on gathering a team to do that. <laughs> so anybody out there that uh would would like to uh, run the social media, <laughs> right, right, the right. breakdown dot com, stay woke. We here, but yeah, they they want to see everything now. Like, okay, look at Khaled's Snapchat. Yeah, he's he's sitting there just brushing his teeth, whatever. His brushing whole, his teeth, just like, talking his to his baby. Day. Like, I'm right, like, like, I'm like, dude. But they, they, he was at you know probably still is like one of the most popping person on Snapchat yeah. because of that. So it's like that's kind of where we are. Like they want to direct access. The the people want direct access now. Yeah. Before it was a little different. You can get by with dropping an album, disappearing, coming back with the album. But now with social media and how everything is online, yeah. no, they want it now. They want to see yeah. it now. Instant access. I want you to FaceTime, uh, live Facebook live now. Yeah. Instagram live now. Like, like everything. Like it's like. <laughs> Oh no! I you missed it. You five seconds late. Exactly. I seen it five seconds ago, exactly. and that makes a difference. So, and that's crazy. that's a little bit scary and it's crazy at the scary. same time. Yeah. So finding that balance. Well, it's when you find when you find it, but let me know. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, that struggle is it's, tough. It's I am real. working on that, man. I it's real. I do want to say, what do you think uh, separates you from other artists? I think um, just the the styling. I think, like you said earlier. Just as people, we are all u- unique, period. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nobody alike. So, with that, like, unfortunately, now with r bass, like, actually doing very well. It's, like, new r bass artists every day. I think before, it was definitely, like, the styling and the type of beats I select and the type of, you know, melodies and singing that I do on my beats, that whole r bass genre. Um, but more so from that, um, it's just, I feel like I bring just my uniqueness you know what i'm saying mm. um my tone's different i would say too mm. like i get that a lot they say i sound like uh slim from 112 i got that comparison <laughs> just tone wise like so I, you know my tone's different and just creatively i try to say i try to stay true to who i am like and just just do me and mm. just not kind of not worry about whatever else is going on because at the end of the day we all are different yeah so i just try to just stay in my lane and do me and just make what i want to make and what would I gravitate towards? So okay, yeah. Um, the last question I, I'll leave you with is a is a is a layup. It's a it's a nice lob from <laughs> Chris Paul to DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> what you listening to now? Uh, right now I've been listening to that Weekend album. Mm. The Weekend. Yeah. I still gotta check out the Bruno Mars album, but I want. Yeah, you should check that, that out. I've though. only heard like I've heard probably like four records from there, mm. but I was listening to that. It has a nice cool. 90s yeah 90s r&b 90s vibe yeah, yeah very there's a lot of uh samples you can hear it but it's not overdone where it's like boom i'm hitting you in your face right, this is a sample right, right. but like if you really listen to the layers and the the cadence and way he's writing over the beach you're like right. mm, yeah definitely right this is some new addition right here exactly <laughs> um so it's it's it was a nice project i listen <clears> to i listen to it's funny when i get in my car i listen to a lot of satellite radio mm. um because they play a lot of different... It's a lot of different channels, and they yeah. play a lot of different stuff than your typical terrestrial radio, mm-hmm. which I like. Because, um, you know, like on regular radio, it's like 
once you once that same five songs yeah, in power yeah, rotation, you yeah, know. Yeah, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear that. You're gonna, you gonna hear it. So day. I kinda know what's going on already <laughs> on, on regular radio. So I listen to satellite a lot. And then I still tap back into oldies, like you said, mm. like I was listening to some new additions, just the the biopic. Mm. Like so I kinda hey, that, that I shit was, was good. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I tap back into that. I kinda listen to everything to mm. be honest with you. I'm not the person though who is like I never been just like the trendy guy. So since since this is popping, I'm just all in that. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I haven't really dove in. I know like trap music is like everything yeah. right now. You know what I'm saying? Like again, the futures, the Migos, the young thugs, like yeah, future just dropped like, two track two albums. So, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like everything right now. But I'm not really I listen to it. Just mm. of course I'm a music fan. I want to know what's going on, but I'm not in that heavy, you know what mm. I'm saying? So I listen to a little bit of everything. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of everything. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Again, I do want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, stopping by the stable Always. podcast. Um, we will have, like I said, we'll have descriptions of all your uh, social media accounts on the description page of the podcast, as well as on the sonicbreakdown.com under the about us page. Perfect. But, uh, Go to his website, that's johnhart.com, J-O-N-N-H-A-R-T.com. So definitely check that out. Uh, From there, you basically can get everything and anything you want to know, his music, his events, links to his Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all through that, SoundCloud. Where can they hear that? Uh, what you finna do? Because that that album is go, that album is go going. Check that out on Spotify right now. My Spotify is at John Hart. Um, so go go Spotify. Like it's doing very well on there. But again, like my SoundCloud as well that has like all my music is mm-hmm. at for John Hart number four J O N N H A R T. But pretty much between SoundCloud and Spotify and YouTube, of course, YouTube mm-hmm. is the same thing for yeah. John Hart. Between those three channels, like all my stuff is on there. And if you're feeling generous, go to that iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you know, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, John and Hart. iTunes, and iTunes, right? right. And iTunes, we're <laughs> on iTunes as well, you guys. So, <laughs> so yeah, again, thank you, thank you again. Uh, we got the homie John Hart in the building. This is the Stay Woke Podcast. We want to thank you for listening. If you want to support us, uh, you can hit that Patreon page. That's Patreon p a t r e o n dot com slash Stay Woke Podcast. As well as our Indigo Go Go page, crowdfunding is uh is lovely. Hey. So uh, help us out there. And again, you can get all the information you want on John Hart on the website or johnhart.com. And you know our motto: live, listen to some great music, and above all, love more. We out. Hey. <laughs>